<laughs> Cheers. Cheers, sire. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's some Johnny Walker, all right. <laughs> it's got that, that peatiness, right? Is that what it's referred to as? I have Petey, no clue. Smoky. Yeah, uh, you just, smoky. Yeah, yeah. Peaty would be the term, I believe. You got to talk to Austin. Yeah, I heard he's the master, man. Yeah, he's got that Instagram page. But I'm sitting here with Cam Cam, the mystery man. <laughs> 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 Guys, uh, thanks for tuning in to the latest installment of This Juan Time. Today, my guest is uh, Cam Cameron Camarón. Cameron. Cameron. I like yes. Camarón. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, it too, after you said it like that. Yeah. Quiñata. Quiñata, yes. Because you <laughs> are from Guam, sir. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Born and raised, right? Born and raised. Yeah. Well, dude, I, I call you the mystery man because, uh, you know, I've known you uh, since you got hired at the uh, store. What was that, like October? Yeah, yeah, October. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, I was walking, I was leaving the store going home one night and you were sitting outside on the bench with your mask down and I realized I had never seen the bottom of your face because we, <laughs> we've been working together in this fucking COVID post-apocalyptic world, yeah. right? It seems like yeah. a post-apocalyptic light. LT, mm. the in intro, <laughs> intro version. Intro, yeah. <laughs> the trial version. <laughs> but um, no, man, um, I definitely appreciate you wanting to step in and, uh, you know, let me talk to you, man, and, and get to know you a little bit because um, I, I definitely like to pick at uh, people's brains and uh, and maybe nibble at them too every now yes. and then. <laughs> <laughs> Just a touch. So, dude, um, I mean, introduce yourself to everybody else, but honestly, introduce yourself to, to me. Like, yeah, man. I don't, I don't hey. know you that well. First of all, the pleasure is mine, man. Like, yeah, what? When I first came, you know, I uh, to guitar center, I saw, you know, certain people have uh, an aura to them. I was like, one, he looks like a powerful man. Hey, <laughs> you know, and then you know, you gave off good vibes from the start. So I was like, hey, man. So the pleasure is mine to have this conversation with you. But anyways, guys, what's up? It's your boy Cam, as Juan said, from Guam, and it's a pleasure to be here. Maybe two more times, not just this one time. No. <laughs> I like repeat guests for sure. <laughs> and after uh, the way you're treating me here, man, we got some Jefferson's Reserve. We picked up some Black Label. You got some Maker's Mark. That's tried and true yes. Maker's Mark. Um, I, I dropped those those T-shirt designs with like the states and the middle fingers, the state birds line. Mm -hmm. And uh, for Kentucky, it's it's the the tip, you know, oh. the um, bottleneck of you know maker's mark it's fucking classic mm -hmm. it's just just yeah. the look of it dude it's classy it's classic so you will definitely be welcome to back on sir <laughs> <laughs> and uh just just in general man mom. um <laughs> it's not just a one-time thing mom <laughs> uh speaking of your mom where, where, where does she live does she live in the states or is she back home in guam yeah she's back home in guam um I, i'm like the only one from my immediate family and the ones i grew up with um that's out here you know so yeah that's probably like the Hardest aspect of everything, but hey, man, that's that ain't huge. Nothing, what's the, what's the, what? So, what's the time difference? I believe Guam's seventeen hours ahead. So, oh wow, what is, what time is it right now? 
So she's like giving you cheat codes on the day because she's, yeah. she's ahead of you. I always ask her, you know, like, hey, how's uh, my Saturday looking? You know, is it cloudy? <laughs> is it stressful? You know, tell me what's going on. Yeah. You know, did anything happen to Arizona? To- no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, what's, uh, what's so 17 hours of time difference. Um, I would assume you can probably take a, a plane there, right? Or would you have to charter a boat? Uh it's a full plane ride um, from Cali or even uh, directly from Phoenix Sky Harbor. Really? Yeah, to either Honolulu or Japan for a refill or, uh, you know, a transfer. Gotcha. Yeah, and then um, over to Guam. So it's definitely not a one-shot. It's a 21-hour flight. Ooh. Yeah. How many times have you made it? Um. Oh, gosh. At least 15 times. Wow, so, man. Yeah. yeah. I because I would imagine shit, man. It's like I'm 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 from Yuma. That's three hours away, and it's like I've probably been home fifteen times since I moved up to the valley, like ten years ago. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> fifteen yeah, yeah. years ago. Um, <laughs> dude, that's huge. But um, when you first moved to the states, did you get a lot of that homesickness just because of the the, the distance? Um. So I was like, I kind of the way I kind of came out here was, uh, you know, a piece of home was out here. My grandparents, right. I was on tour, um, and I was in Hawaii, and I was literally on my way back to Guam, you know, and my grandparents called, and they were like, hey, we need you to, like, reroute over here. You know, Mm -hmm. my grandma had um, uh, cancer, and they needed a caretaker, so I was like, yeah, of course, you know. They actually moved out here to get treatment and kind of, like, retire out here, right? Mm -hmm. Um, At least that's what they told us to kind of sugarcoat why they're out here, right? Gotcha, okay. um, uh, They... uh, I had a question why they would be away from home, you know? So uh, I came out to be a caretaker literally after tour 2018. Um, so I was coming off behind and I was like, hey, go uh, stay with the grandparents in Arizona. I was like, cool, caretaker for grandma. Okay, didn't think much of it. Then they dropped the bomb on me like, oh, you know, you're here because she has this. And, you know, uh, I'm going to be caretaking for my Nino who was uh, had a kidney transplant. And... Um, so I had a piece of family out here, you know, to kind of um, set the mood for not being homesick because they made it home in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so by the time they went back home, that's when I kind of started to feel it for a bit. Uh, not so much homesick, but more like, okay, you know, like my grandma, she ended up passing away, right? And mm. they went back home for the funeral. There was no reason to stay out here. Yeah. So... Um, I decided to stay out here because I was going to have a pretty big tour uh, with an artist named Ellie Mac, literally like maybe two months after that. And then I, I was like, hey, man, opportunities come, you hop on them. So I said, I'm going to stay out here indefinitely. You know, what's the mortgage? Uh, what I got to do, right? And yeah, um, that happened. So the homesickness really didn't kick in until around December of uh, last year. That's when it really kicked in. Really? So that'd be yeah. almost like three years later, huh? Yeah. You know, I the worst had happened to, you know, my grandma passing made me a lot stronger. You yeah. know, it, it gave me confidence to know like, hey, you know, you live once. Um, so Ooh. go out and take care of those that you love um, or make something of yourself to make them proud. Yeah. Right. So I had this newfound strength. Um, so I did have my morning process. Um probably before a lot of uh, my family members. So 
I was like, man, what's worse than that? Being home, being away from home is nothing. You know, I literally uh, just yeah. lost my grandma. So I felt like in a way, like what's, what's worse than that? What is worse than that? So the homesickness uh, kicked in, like I said, like really four months ago, right? Okay. In December when Christmas came around, that's when it really sank in. Cause number one, I'm not touring. So life really slowed down. That's right. Yeah. Um, not, Which is what kind of kept you here. Exactly. You know, like exactly. Yeah. That's why I came out here is to continue the tours and everything. So life slowed down in a pretty drastic way, obviously for everyone. Right. So, yeah. but it doing that made me made that homesickness really just remind me, Hey, remember you're far from the fam. You're not mm. 20 minutes, uh, from, uh, you know, your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And so it sank in, but you know, those times are so important, right? Like I embrace them. I, it sucks, but I really do embrace them because afterwards you become a stronger person. Right. And yeah, you do, you know, it, sometimes you can, take it the wrong way and uh you can dwindle down because of all that pressure you're probably holding towards yourself or the expectations of others like hey why aren't you good already you know but <laughs> yeah so yeah right yeah, why aren't you over it yeah it's exactly like, whoa man yeah everyone has different strides in life so you know um yeah i i try my best to use those as leverage points to take off to the next level right think of it like a slingshot yeah tension boom next level yeah. yeah so do do you find that you can like harness um maybe writing music your writing ability from those moments or do you try not to use like maybe sad moments to to dictate um how you write um they subconsciously influence it i'm sorry i need to turn that off <laughs> i thought that was gonna stay on to that background but i guess not Sorry, folks. Mm -hmm. But um, th those subconsciously make its way into my playing. Um, you know, when I'm in those moments, I sometimes don't touch the guitar. You know, I just need some time to... I need to change my pace. I need to just do different stuff at the moment, you know? So yeah. um, when I do practice it, like, I always touch the guitar, but, like, I don't compose in those moments that... Um, sometimes like i'll pick it up when i feel those feelings right and then i start playing and it does come out like i, I won't say it doesn't attribute to uh what would be composed mm -hmm. that really does have a big effect i i wrote a song like start to finish when my grandma passed away like literally wow. boom boom to the point i almost didn't even want to change the notes there's some flaws on there right and i'm like yeah um but that came like what I was literally like tearing, you know, while I was playing it. Yeah. I hit the record, right? I'm playing. Dude, I'm literally like tearing halfway through. I was yeah. like, keep going, you know? And when I listened to it back, I was like, holy smokes. You know, and they put it aside, um, listened to it seven months later. And it did the whole purpose of what I try to achieve in music is, you know, have influence of feeling, right? And. Mm -hmm listening to that it put me right back to that moment which kind of sucked right you know yeah music will do that though it'll yeah. take you right back to yeah kind of right. like eric clapton's tears in heaven right it's from you can be all good but once you hear it you start doing it you know it's like boom you're in that mode it's like whoa yeah yeah music's so powerful man it's crazy it really is it's uh, you know i've said it multiple times on here but it's like yeah it crosses boundaries all boundaries you know, genders, race, cultures. 
yeah. all that. Because at the end of the day, it's just sound waves, and we are waves. We that's how we inter- interpret the world around us, whether it be sound waves, light waves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess atmospheric pressure waves is, is essentially sound, yeah. which is crazy when you think about like how we how we interpret the sounds is literally just by the change of pressure in the air around us, yeah. and it's like how like what like that makes no sense. Like you would think it'd just be a lot more like rigid than it is, but yeah, it's 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 ridiculous to think about like sound in itself, mm-hmm. and it can it can. A vibe with somebody on a different level um that's why like you, you talk about like certain genres and people get like super upset about it because oh, yeah. of what it does for them you know yep yep and it's like yo you it's like you're talking crap about their mom yeah <laughs> you know? yeah oh man <laughs> yeah. i know like i play some of my heavy um heavy metal music yeah i don't know heavy metal music after meeting you guys at guitar center i'm like yeah i just listened to pop uh metal you know i'm like dude you guys those guys listen to some heavy stuff yeah yep, you know same. i'm learning but um you know i'll play that stuff and my mom's like turn it off it's making me mad i'm like what like listen to that solo though yeah you yeah know? it's like making me like yeah but uh yeah you're thinking you know? about like the, the the craftsmanship of of you know the instrument like mm-hmm. what the, what it takes for that person to play those notes yeah and then people that are that don't you know analyze music in that way they're just taking it to what the feeling they get from it exactly. and they're like oh well this, this song you know the instrument and the instruments play a role in that you know you mm-hmm. play if you, you play the same chord on a ukulele man you smile all day yeah all day. yeah but as soon as you throw like some distortion on it drop and, dc yeah. uh-oh yeah here we come <laughs> like let's put our hair in front of our face <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're right you know so uh, a parallel that you can draw is like relativity right um and the way people would appreciate music, musicians, non-musicians, musicians, the technical aspect and application while they're listening, the non-musicians, right, would obviously relate to the vocals or the lyrics, right? Yeah. So any, and I think we can draw a parallel with rap, um, mm-hmm. metal, right, scream, all that stuff, mm-hmm. where the lyrics are a bit hard to understand. Even reggae in some instances, a lot of people don't vibe with this because I can't understand it, you know? So like, uh, and they're not musicians, so they pay attention to the lyrics and all that, yeah. but they can't understand. It's like, what am I listening to? You know? So yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it it definitely can be if you're not willing to take the time to understand, you know, the art yeah, yourself. Yeah. And you know, it's easier said than done. <laughs> oh know? yeah, man. You see something yeah. and you're, or you hear something like a like a new pop you know hit or something. You're just like ah, whatever. But you know, if you do a deeper dive and figure out what it took to make a track like that, like you learn to appreciate it more. I mean, yeah. there are those few in there that are just like, oh, okay, like that's straight, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But hey, to each their own. <laughs> yes, sir. To each their own, man. Some of the most lovely people, they listen to songs. I'm like, what the hell are you listening to, man? <laughs> but yeah. hey, that's you. You're awesome still. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. It's 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 almost like a like a belief system, man. Hey, as long as you're a cool person uh, or it helps you be nicer or just more accepting uh, yeah. or just happier in life, you know? Hey, mm-hmm. what, what what am I to who am I to say, "Hey, you're wrong for that." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who am I to judge? Yeah. Well, and that's that's one thing that, you know, kind of brings me back around to you, man. Like you're just uh, all I see from you is major positivity. So um, you're, you're definitely a pleasure to be around. Um, yeah, man, same with you. I, I try to be, man. You know, so it's you, uh, Shane, right? Uh, a lot of the boys over there at the 
at the the office. <laughs> yeah, you the know, um, they really have a great personality and just positive vibes. And then it's funny because Shane asked me that. He's like, "How do you stay so positive?" Man, I was like, "How do you stay so positive? <laughs> Didn't your car's window get crashed like last week? Yeah, that was or wild. yesterday? It's like, and you're still smiling." No. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, it's and it takes a you know a strong person to just have a crappy day but still be cool to other people you know yeah. and try to pick people up so they don't have a crappy day either right um so i try yeah. my best to do that my mom always had this uh, and have it on my refrigerator as a stick you know be um uh be the friend that your dog sees in you you know yeah, what i mean so right. when your dog sees it's just like hey mm-hmm. so try to be that guy where you, you're just so loving kind and you know give the and to yourself yeah that's the big thing because we don't we don't care for ourselves as much as we should amen dude. yeah it's it's all you know we we all tend to people please to an extent no matter how hard you are as far as like, i don't give a fuck what people say or what yeah. people think it's like to an extent we we are all trying to people please you know the ones around us versus um like taking care of yourself like self-care in 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 itself like you should care for yourself as you would care for like a loved one. It's like when you're in charge of somebody or like, you know, when your when your mom reaches out or something or your your brother, or your sister, and it's like, hey, I'm kind of feeling this way. It's like, hey, go to the doctor, get it checked out, man. Come on, do the right thing, this and that. But when it's you, you're like, oh, I'll just tough it through. Yeah. Like, I don't got time for this. You know, like I don't want to be bothered by it. But if you treat yourself as you would like your pet or a loved one, mm-hmm. it's like everybody would probably be a little bit better off for it. Yeah, everyone would be, you know, better people, right? Um, you're right. We we kind of forget, even those that uh, really talk about it. Um, we all short have shortcomings in that department of self care, and uh, it's funny you mentioned that because um, my friend last uh maybe like a month ago right they uh sent me a thing of just that treat yourself um like you would with someone you're deeply in love with right mm-hmm. so like you know i'll wake up and i'm I'm just joking though i'll go look at myself in the mirror and be like, what the hell are you looking at fool you got a long way to go and i start my day right and then she said stop doing that you know i was like shit maybe she has maybe she's onto something so i tried it out right Someone I'm deeply in love with then, hmm? So I got up, went over to the mirror the next day. Say, like, hey there, good looking. <laughs> and I just started, uh, yeah, loving myself a lot more moving forward, right? And that, sh- that really makes a difference, man. It's, it's pretty so, darn insane. And it's so simple. Subconsciously, like, it, yeah. it like impacts uh, everything you do and the way it, you feel it's those positive affirmations man if you constantly just even thinking to yourself like oh i'm not good enough or i'm not smart enough or i'm not strong enough or i'm not good looking like it's just that's who that's what you become but if you start talking to yourself like 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 right now i'm not sitting like the way i would normally like want to sit but yeah. like you know there was a while there where i was like really focused on my posture and it wasn't like um i want good posture like i i, I need to be sitting up straight it was mm-hmm. You, I would tell myself, I am a person with good posture. And now, mm-hmm. like, because I'm identifying with a person with good posture. So you, you just have to, like, reevaluate the way you're looking at the situation yeah. and, and, and approach it from a different angle like that instead of, like, man, I need to really work on my posture. It's like, 
no, I am a person with good posture. And then next thing you know, you start identifying that way. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it all starts to kind of like fall into place, you know, yeah. little by little. It's, it's small steps too, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing that the, the ab challenge, um, which I, it's like super loose right now. Like I've skipped days. You know, might skip tonight. Who knows? <laughs> but the whole thing is like I'm just trying to show that you don't need to go all out every workout and um, that that change is slow. So like uh, I'm, I'm doing it with my shirt off so people can see each, each day I do it, you know, the, the, the small increments. Yeah. Cause it's not fucking night and day, dude. It's not like if you do a week of abs and like eat really healthy for the week, like next thing you know, boom, you got yeah. freaking a tight ass core. It's mm-hmm. like, nah, man, it's, it's slow incremental yeah. steps. And there's a lot of studies that have come out from like top, um, athletic uh trainers like even for mma fighters like george st pierre's trainer um for us a hobby right yeah Yeah. you know he he speaks about this flow state of training right yes yeah so so it's definitely going off that um where it's incremental but you're just at the end of the day you're building volume right like let's say i do 100 push-ups if i skip three days before i do another 100 push-ups but i do um or five days or a week before I do another 100 push-ups because I'm recovering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this guy, he's doing um, 10 push-ups every five hours. You know, mm-hmm. you multiply that by the end of the year, he's done more push-ups than the dude who's doing 100 straight, right? Yeah. Um, and at, at the end, it's all about volume. And longevity does strive off the um, continued exercise and continued movement, right? I think we're all... A lot of us are um, at fault for not being as active as we should right here. You know, I'm, I'm starting again, but, um, you <laughs> Good, know, man. like uh, it's all about continually doing it. It's, to, you know, it doesn't make sense to blast yourself today and you're out for five days and you blast yeah. yourself again and you're out for three and you blast yourself. You know, it's you're not going to allow your body to adapt to that movement, adapt mm. to that mindset, right? And to keep doing something and keep moving and, uh, you know exercising those toxins out of your body right yeah exactly what you've been doing man you've been doing like three day fasts haven't you yeah man um dude i just finished 112 hour fast so that was like four right so i last ate on saturday evening at 6 p.m then i ate on wednesday uh morning at 12 oh my god dude how are you getting by like what are are you taking vitamins and stuff or no um well because uh Theoretically, anyone who doesn't have fat on their body, or dude, everyone who has fat on their body yeah. can literally, their body will break that down and get its nutrients and from that, right? get its nutrients from it, yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why we store fat, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, uh, through a process called nu- gluconeogenesis, which is uh, non-glucose or non-carb products and breaks it down and turns it into blood sugar, right? So fats can be broken down, proteins can be broken down. So if you have fats on your body, your body literally will break that down and use it as fuel. So if you have a 12-pack, maybe you shouldn't do a three-day fast or even a two-day. But if you have some fats there, your abs aren't showing just yet. You know, damn, dude. Hold on. What's a 12-pack? You got abs on your cheeks? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen right. a 12-pack. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, man. You're working on it? Yeah. Your roommate's home? Yes. Mr. Xavier, please. What's up, man? No, you're good, man. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we're recording. There's just this dog that's outside. It's a friendly dog. Really? He just wanted to say hi. But I won't interrupt. <laughs> no, you can't, man. <laughs> it freaked me out when I got out of my car, and then I was like, oh, he's friendly. Whoa, <laughs> what kind of doggy? Let's go meet, let's go meet the dog. It's a pit bull. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen him. He was trying to come in when I was coming. No way. Yeah, I was like, we well, can't come in here, guy. <laughs> I'll yeah, roll kitty cat. Yeah. <laughs> Xavier? Yeah, Xavier. Xavier. Starts with the next. I call him Professor. He's the one who got me on keto, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really. Luck, he, he could turn me on to all that stuff, bro. It's pretty darn insane. Um, I was doing the six meals a day. You know, I was chicken breast, brown rice. Oh, it's terrible. And then yeah. we both started doing a diet at this diet. Um, at the same time, right? And I was doing the six meals. We started in January of 2018. And he was doing the fasting, the intermittent fasting and the keto diet. After a month, I think he lost like 15, 20 pounds. And I lost maybe eight, nine, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I was wor- you know, working out as well. I was like, dude, how did you do that? Like I was putting in work, you know? How did you just like blow, blow all that weight off? Um, and then you turn me on to the keto, the intermittent fasting, and then yeah. the fasting, right? And it's like, holy smokes, dude. Um, it just changed my life. And he did the legwork for looking up all the science. And mm-hmm. really, uh, when the when I did my own research and the science backed it up, I was like, there's no other way um, that I see, right? And um, yeah, it's just something I stuck to, right? And it just... But, I love it. Yeah, it makes sense for most people. I think mo- most of us, you know, can live off of that. Now, you got your, like, athletes and super athletes that do need a higher dosage of maybe those immediate carbs or, you know, higher amounts of protein to do what they're they're asking their bodies to do. But mm-hmm. for us, dude, we're, you know, you go to work. If you're one of those that work in a cubicle and you sit on your ass, you yeah. know, for most of your day, yeah, like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, well, I need to eat, you know, like LeBron James or mm-hmm. like JJ yeah. Watt. Like, no, man, yeah. like that's not, that's not where you're at. You're not asking the things that they're asking from their body. So to me, it totally makes sense, dude. I skip breakfast all the time and I love breakfast food, but I, yeah. I skip it. I mean, right now I'm doing one meal a day, four, four to five times a week. I'll do one meal a day. So my hat's off to you for doing your, you know, one, two, three, four day fasts. Like that's wild. Didn't you also do like a water fast too? Um, that, that, that's what I do. Yeah. No, hold on. No, no, hold on. So you're telling me you did not have water. Oh, oh, you mean a dry fast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Okay, yes. So, so yeah. when I said a water fast, I meant that you were fasting from water as well. But oh, you're I talking see. about a dry fast. Yeah. It's so, um, I didn't think you I, do a dry fast? Yeah, though? I did, uh, I believe a 54 hour dry fast. Yeah. That one was, dude, yeah, that was intense. Do you see some demons? Um, no, you, but you, you, man, it's so weird. Cause at a certain point you don't pee or poo, right? <laughs> Seriously. Like you're. You don't eat or drink. You're like, what am I doing? You like find out how much time you have. Just like, dude, I spent like three hours cooking and eating, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like crazy or getting the food. And I was like, I'm just doing nothing. Like, you got all this extra time. Yeah. And, you know, I vape, right? Which I'm going to quit. And this is for records, Cam. If you watch this again, remember this, you're quitting. 
um yeah so uh stuff like really just kicks in so hard like i vaped when i was dry fasting and it's just like whoa Ooh, yeah because your body's not focused whoa. on breaking anything else down it's just focused on yeah. this new freaking uh what's the word i'm looking for Pro- <laughs> like this is sustenance whoa no it's nicotine <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> yeah your, your body like is oh it's so crazy i don't recommend those uh to those to dry fast because um do your research first yeah and for then sure. find out if it's for you um but yeah i did it and i think i lost like 10 pounds like within so but what happens hours. though because my whole th- my whole thing with my idea right now too is that like that a motorcycle <laughs> uh, uh, my whole thing is uh, i almost feel like when i kind of do go off the rails my body's like pack it on and retain 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 because who knows when the next like meal is the next sustenance intake would be so have you felt like that maybe you like tend to, tend to retain either more water or maybe feel more bloated like once you uh i guess get back to regular eating habits my regular eating habits are typically one meal a day yeah. like that's really like uh oh i'm just gonna take it easy i'm just yeah. you know it's oh mad that's taking it easy so i'm essentially partaking in a 23 hour fast Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. one hour eating window right um but the refeed after any fast a dry fast or a prolonged water fast um is uh very important right so carbs um spike insulin insulin lets water into the cells which byproduct you retain water weight right um and you bloat um so spiking insulin after a fast immensely is what uh, triggers your body to store a lot of water weight um, or fat right afterwards. But the likelihood of you storing fat after a three-day fast is very slim. You know, your body's probably going to just burn right through it because it's so fat adapted. But mm-hmm. eating a lot of like, so a keto diet, which is, um, you know, moderate protein, high fat, um, zero carb or no very low carb like yeah. 20 grams 20 grams and yeah. uh you know total value which 20 grams is what like you know three pieces of cauliflower like what are we talking about oh here? <laughs> so so you can get a lot of cauliflower so um the thing with carbs is uh dietary fibers that's how you can get away with eating certain carby that's foods right yeah, yeah you know you subtract the dietary fibers to the total carbs and that's your net carb value so something like cauliflower, you can have a lot of it. Um, that's all the fiber you'll need, right? You can have a lot. Trust me. Yeah, I've tried it. So we're talking uh, about like maybe like a slice of bread, like. Yeah, I I would almost uh, entirely avoid that. Um, personally, just because it's a, uh, you know, it's a it's a trigger. There's certain, um, like real processed carbs that trigger a glycemic index, right? So glycemic index, uh. It's like no, not all sugars are equal, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of equal and Splenda, those things contain something like maltodextrin, polydextrose, or um, sucralose, which yes. in turn is two times as worse as sugar on, on the glycemic index, meaning it spikes your blood sugar immensely. Yeah. Kind of like after lunch when you eat uh, carbs um, or a really, really big meal, mm-hmm. your blood sugar will spike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so using dietary fibers and or very uh low glycemic sugars like stevia or erythritol 
or monk fruit. Yeah. Monk um, fruit, yeah. yeah, all those low glycemic index uh, are definitely the way to go. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely not aspartame. <laughs> yeah, which is aspartame, like in there all you go. your diet cokes there, and whatnot. On, on that one, there's a speculative study there to suggest it's either or, you know. Um, I guess it would matter on the amount, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's very. Um, uh, the last I heard, out, you know, it was a couple months ago. So there could definitely be new studies out and prove me totally wrong on that. But they're not sure if it's on the higher, you know, if it really spikes the blood sugar. Yeah. It varied amongst uh, patients. Well, because everybody's yeah. different, man. That's yeah. why it's like you can't you can't so take different. Yeah, you can't take dietary advice from one person and then mm-hmm. just blanket the whole freaking mm-hmm. world in that. It's like no, we're all so much different. Yeah, you know, not everyone's bodies function the same. Some respond to insulin better than others, right? Like some people argue the case for Japanese being very skinny and they eat a lot of rice. Um, genes play a part, right? There's a yeah. lot of so many things that play a part. Genes, your body uh, from birth to however you are now. Did you destroy your insulin resistance? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, to develop insulin resistance, where your body doesn't respond to insulin the way it should right and um thus diabetes you know so yeah type two right correct correct this type one is genetic um, or um, type one is the inability to produce insulin and then type two is basically just dietary induced but yeah so you can produce insulin but you just need a lot more of it or something or um so your body won't uh um essentially yeah, it won't produce the insulin um, that you're that it needs to produce to essentially break down what you just ate, and you know, um, it your body just stores a crap ton of fat. Yeah, you know, like doesn't excuse me, it doesn't know how to turn off insulin. Rather, yeah, because it's constantly we storing like yeah. hey. insulin tells your your cells to store fat essentially so Th- that's why we fucking just crave sugar yeah because it's like Insulin sugar is a great fun. source of energy like sugar is great if you're gonna go and play a sport or do something physically taxing like there's there's no greater return on investment than eating some sugar because it's that boom like let's go i agree with that um if uh you're ripped and like you need energy for this <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. like but if you're a uh, pretty hefty you should be in um, a fat-adapted state, and that's by any means of a low-carb or just a time-restricted eating um, mm-hmm. kind of regimen. Um, so just to make it clear, you don't necessarily have to be keto to be in a state of ketosis. It can be induced through time-restricted eating. That's the whole purpose of intermittent fasting and prolonged doesn't fasting. It, doesn't a, a, like a, maybe, a, was it a three-day? A three-day fast... Or maybe it was a one-day fast. Like, automatically, boom, puts you in ketosis. Uh, 24 hours is... Yeah. Um, that's what uh, uh, I've seen that pretty much works. Um, mm-hmm. Some would say 18, but in my opinion, that's still not enough. Yeah. I think 24, especially if you got a lot of body fat, right? Um, 24 would pretty much jumpstart that uh, ketone production in the mm-hmm. liver. Yeah. Yeah, the liver is a tricky thing because I, I, when I was, uh, I was heavy, I was heavy keto, but I wasn't like measuring 
like anything i wasn't really keeping track i was just like hey no you know avoid extra sugars unless it's like even i was avoiding fruit there for a minute too yeah where i'm just like what was what's the point right um and then everything was like um was a sugar a a natural sugar replacement like from like stevia or something like that Mm -hmm. um and then I, i went and got blood work and it was uh I was still drinking, and that's the thing. Alcohol, I think your body breaks it down and turns it into into like a sugar, I think is how your body breaks alcohol down, if I'm not mistaken. Um, especially like the dark stuff. If it's mm. clear, it's a little bit easier for your body to handle. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what that... Yeah, I was, drink, I was drinking crazy. a good amount, which I am now, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but uh, I had I had high levels of uh, bilirubin, which is like the byproduct of your liver breaking down, you know, certain toxic chemicals. So I'm like, it has to be the alcohol. So I started. I told myself I was like, I'm a, I'm gonna not drink for two months and then go be- get my blood work again. And then you know, like a month in, I was like doing a little bit more research, and they're like, there's there's a correlation with high levels of bilirubin in your blood, and then also a 16 plus hour fast which i was doing i was doing anywhere from like 16 to 18 hours and Mm -hmm. at the time i had done about 18 hours so i was like oh shoot man that that might be it like it might have been just been a fat induced fast induced high higher levels of of the billy rubin and uh yeah i've never heard of that yeah um what happens in a fast is your body exterminates the toxins from your body um so almost like cleansing the liver in a way right like mm-hmm. cleansing the entire body yeah um and yeah alcohol unfortunately <laughs> is a toxin well it's Darn almost it. like i mean a fast is like giving your body a break man it's like come it on is. how are you what are you supposed to be just yeah. constantly breaking down Eating. like food because we're bored yeah yeah exactly boredom and just the way we were brought up with uh you know eat breakfast is the most important meal of the day but like and back, grains heavy yeah, grains back in the day it's like you have to hunt for that stuff yeah. kill it yeah cook it or whatever then you had your food that's how people are like how do you work out like on an empty stomach i was like what are you talking about dude like that's how we evolved yeah you think think if we had a full stomach we'd be out there hunting (laughs) it's like no no, we're chilling yeah we're trying to post up on a tree or something exactly (laughs) dude contemplate the stars and shit (laughs) um yeah it's like that's how we evolved man we we evolved to hunt on an empty stomach because we were fucking hungry the village was hungry like that's exactly how it happens like so like i'll you know i wake up i work out five days a week either at 5 30 in the morning or six in the morning and yes i have my coffee with cream afterwards but i don't have any food until i get home at 6 6 30 p.m yeah and i'm totally fine man mm-hmm. i'm totally fine yeah you know do coffee with cream especially heavy cream right the half and yes. half is on the you know i do i do the heavy cream good the yeah so just so you know, you, you kind of maintain the benefits of the fast, even if you introduce fats in the fast. Mm-hmm. That uh, a fast is broken through this uh, protein um, in mTOR. It's like a protein, um, a protein inhibitor, right? mTOR. Um, it's a lot of crazy stuff with that, but fats don't trigger that. So you can still be in a fasted state and get those fasting benefits mm-hmm. and still intake fat, which is, you know, heavy cream, right? Yeah. You can totally put that in. You can get even like 300, 400 calories in. And it does not spike insulin, you know, or blood sugar. That's yeah. the thing with the keto diet and the fats, why it's so high is because 
it, the byproduct of fats being eaten in a large portion do not spike insulin. And, you know, the whole reason why people get on type 2 diabetes medication, insulin, is because they spike their insulin so much, with sugars being the number one insulin spiker and then protein being at a second. But even then, it's, you got to eat a lot of protein. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. freaking eat like a 20-ounce steak <laughs> every two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, awesome. Let's see. How, how'd you get into whiskey? What, what's what's the choice of beverage down in Guam? Oh, down in Guam, man. That's, we're simple people there. Captain Morgan, Jameson, um, Crown Royale. And that's pretty much, uh, you know, like pull up to a party. They'll have that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Budweiser is probably, Guam's probably the biggest uh, purchaser of Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, dude. We have this thing, red and white make you fight. Yeah. You know, the uncles will be drinking and we just like, start sparring, you know, and when yeah, yeah. we drink, you know, it's like, red and white make you fight. You know, it's, it's a good time when Bud's there. What's uh, what's So what's the uh, choice of combat style down in Guam? Combat, it ranges from uh kick um a lot of like stand-up muay thai kickboxing yeah. boxing a lot of boxing um yeah i'd say boxing dominant and then grappling um as early as i can remember around like 2009 some of my classmates started doing grappling i was like, oh sh-, mm. you know carlson gracie jim out there okay yeah so yeah uh, it's evolved into grappling grappling being a uh, jiu-jitsu excuse me being probably the dominant martial arts out there yeah well it's so jujitsu is so like it's it's really for everybody man yeah it really man. Is. it's low impact for the most part yeah and it's it's your face won't get messed up you <laughs> yeah, know exactly and it's great self-defense man yeah it's it's a great workout it's fun great, you know yeah. i i would incorporate that yeah. back in my workout and, days. and it's a puzzle it's a puzzle yeah you're, it's a game you're, of chess too yeah, yeah exactly because yeah. you're you're trying Your to implement what you want to do your will yeah <laughs> exactly and a person's like nah trying to stifle what you're doing but also trying to implement what they're doing yeah it's it's so cool man when you really think about it like that it's like a human game of chess like uh obviously with the most martial arts right yeah or all excuse me and yeah man yeah any sort of combat that's why that's why like combat in general has been a leading form of entertainment for mm-hmm. eons man it's it's not only is it just to prove who's the baddest person you know in the room or <laughs> you know competitiveness yeah, yeah exactly but it's also like um yeah i figured you out bro like i got mm-hmm. you you know like you you gave me your all and i still came out on top i either outsmarted you or or i mean there's those f- few freak genetic you know individuals out there that can just power through <laughs> Yeah, freaking yeah. Derek Lewis in the UFC. Oh man, I watched the video. My brother sent me a video where it's like just him casually getting up whenever he's like, "Okay, I've had enough. Like, I'm ready to stand up now." He just stands right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's such a his, big dude. Yep, yeah, his way of getting up from the ground is just getting up. <laughs> I'm pushing you off, creating space, and I'm up. It's mm-hmm. No, no, there's no like, "Oh my god, how did he finesse that?" He needs to get no. those double underhooks. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> right. Like, did no. you train at all? Um. Yeah, with uh, you know my uncles and then my friend who was actually an amateur boxer back in Guam. Oh, okay. I I have my my moments that were. So you throw hands? Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah, when I needed to. Yeah. But it just so happened when I was 
when I got real confident with it, you know, I'm sparring with my uncle. Wait, is the red and white make you fight? That's just your saying then, huh? That's just your no, slogan. No, no, no. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a Guam thing for sure, man. All right. All it's right. like, where, just go up to a party. Where's that red and white? They'll pass you a Budweiser guarantee. Yeah? You know, okay. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. Well, the next time I want a 21-hour flight, I have to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, man. But you, you trained a little bit with your uncles? Yeah, my uncles and my friend, you know, um, he was a boxer. Yeah. He participated in some tournaments and won. So I was like, hey, man, let me steal some stuff from the, I mean, learn from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> let me feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've had my fair share of... Uh, like training and sparring to to give me a you know i'd recommend it for everyone it just gives you that confidence that if anything does happen you know something right yeah yeah it's always good yeah when you can't remove yourself from the situation yeah that's, yeah that's rule it's one always of best to avoid the conflict first yeah. and foremost right it's really not worth it that's why i totally stopped you know i was like well you know i mean i guess i'm a nice enough guy where there's no trouble that would come my way. So it's like, why am I even training? You know, or like, yeah. why do I keep doing this? Oh, forget it. Let me play guitar. I suck. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're almost at your goal, Cam. Shut up, man. I've heard you play. You're, you're fucking good. Thanks, man. Yeah. You you played um, um, in a few bands and you, you were, so you're, you're a lead guitarist, right? Lead guitar. There's rhythm yeah. guitar, there's lead guitar lead so you yeah. you definitely follow yourself in the the lead guitar position in yeah. any in any situation any right? any band setting i um i don't want to step on any member's toes if they hire me as a hired gun but most times they hire me as a music director or a lead guitarist yeah, yeah. um yeah, never classified as a rhythm but obviously rhythm is something i always focus on mm -hmm. right 90% of the time you play rhythm, so, you know, work it. <laughs> oh, and the few times where you get a step out and shine. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> have a guitar-gasm, as I'd say, you Hey, know? I, yeah. I almost wore that shirt. But. Yeah, hey, speaking of which, I forgot to give this to you, man. What What are you talking about? Ah, uh, what do we got? Four-piece stickers, our album, Always Love, and Dude. our fly-up t-shirt, which is uh, one of our most successful singles that we've released. Okay, yeah. so "Fly Up" is the name of a song. What's it, what's it stand for? Uh, to fly up out of any situation, dude. These are awesome. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man. Listen to those yeah. tunes. I really. I'm gonna jam this on the way home. The the car I have still has a CD player. So. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. What do we got here? Let's see. Oh, I love this color. Yes, sir. Woo! You know that burgundy always hits it with the. With the friendlies. It's a medium. Is that all right? Oh, I'm, I'm extra medium these days. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell myself if I keep buying s slightly smaller clothes, then I have to force myself to, to you know, nice. maintain mm -hmm. this uh, physical specimen <laughs> <laughs> that God has granted me with. Yes, sir. <laughs> God. Are you a man of faith there, uh? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I did fall off the train. I'm not going to lie. I was born and raised Catholic, baptized, confirmed, mm -hmm. everything up to the age of, um, you know, it was just last year. I kind of strayed away. Uh, and that's where I messed up. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, personally, that's how I yeah. um, cope with certain demons and um, kind of find answers as well. And some would call it meditating. I would call it yes. praying. Um, I think they're one and right? the same. Yeah. yeah they're, they're essentially the same, right? Um, praying, obviously 
uh, it's directed towards a, a superior supreme being, right? Yeah, you're Meditation, invoking that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or even asking, right? So uh, that that's always been something I grew up with. My, my gramps, my family grew up. You're going to the 8.30 a.m. mass mm-hmm. all day, you know, every Sunday. Yeah. 8.30, I don't care. So my Sundays were Catholic uh, church days, you know, go to church and then come home, eat, do nothing. And then Saturday was yard work days. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so definitely, yeah. I, I lost my way with uh, believing, but I found it back. And meditation, you know, really is one and the same of yeah. prayer. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I had this uh, argument with uh, my lady the other night, and um, she just couldn't grasp the idea of... Um, being a spiritual person without being religious in the sense because i'm not i identify as atheist and but i really would like to be more spiritual and be able to you know kind of feel an extra connection with with the earth because i've always felt like you know like me believing that this is it like i gotta make the most of what I do here and what I do for the world and for everybody around, because this is it, man, there's nothing mm-hmm. else. Um, but in that sense, I, I feel like I did lose a, a lot of like that extra, the extra connection, the extra like vibe, that, that frequency that you tend to connect with, uh, with people that, uh, where, where you're believing in something more, than mm-hmm. than yourself or what we see yeah because what we, see. W- what we see is this in comparison to what is in in reality happening around us yeah when you think about you know uh the magnetosphere um ma- you know uh uh what's what's the word i'm looking for now radio like radio waves um the color spectrum that we see is like this big are the the audible what our ears pick up is again this much because you know you got those animals that can hear you know way more than what we can and mm-hmm. you got bees that can see ultraviolet light that we can't unless mm-hmm. we produce these you know tools to be able to read that like who knows what's actually happening around us because yeah man we are witness to like it's like watching a uh watching a movie where it's like this thin and like the picture is really in actuality this big and all that's all you're getting is this sliver you know mm-hmm, yeah so it's like who knows what really is out there you know what yeah. really is happening quote unquote behind the scenes yes i want to know yeah <laughs> well and that's what that's what i think i i I would gain from my experiences with uh, hallucinogenic medicine. I'll even, I'll say it's medicine, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like you you experience the world around you in a way that's almost shut off. And I don't know if that's learned or if that's just in in, in our nature how we are. Like mm-hmm. you know, that's what how our conscience yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah, because do we lose that? Like, because dude, I. I um, my first experience with mushrooms was uh, um, in January, and I took two grams. So, and a heroic dose is five grams. That's yeah. what most people say. It's five grams. So, I took two, pretty good for the first time. And uh, I was at my mom's house. And again, I'm atheist, and there's crosses everywhere, there's Virgin Marys everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I thought for sure, I was like, I'm going to 
this is not my ideal place, but you know, let's let's have this experience. I've been putting it yeah. off for three years, and uh, it was fine. Like that was it. Like I, I remember seeing seeing a picture of of Jesus Christ on there, and I looked at him and I smiled. And I was like, I was like, uh, not this trip, man. Maybe next one. Maybe next <laughs> one you'll tap into me. You know, like I was like, this isn't for you. This is just That's me to experience funny, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember going into into this room looking for a charger. And uh, I looked up and I saw a picture of myself as like a kid. I must have been like, you know, like eight months old, nine months old. Mm-hmm. And I literally like burst into tears, man. Because like the wow. joy that was on my face In the at that age. Yeah. I was like, I will never feel that joy about anything in life ever again. Because we become jaded to an extent like our experiences yeah Yeah, they do become dwindled down you'll be happy and you'll be like oh man this topic but that happy yeah man i was like whatever i was looking at i'm sure it had to be my mom whatever i was smoking in that (laughs) (laughs) yeah whatever my mom smoked and then breastfed me you know got in there but yeah there was that moment where i was just like you know i broke down because i was like i'll i'll never I'll never be that happy about anything. And then that got me thinking about my kids. And it's like, you know, that's how they see me, hopefully, you know. But mm-hmm. like I'm like, I'm I'm sure they experience that to a certain point. You know, every now and then I take away tablet time, I'm sure it's going away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was um it was really everything I had I had kind of hoped for that my first uh, mushroom trip would that's be good, man. and I, yeah. I felt literally nothing nothing but love and that's good that's exactly what you know I, I had hoped for and you know that's always scary when you go into things with with hopes and expectations yeah. and all that like it could have easily gone south like mm-hmm. I could have gone on like some tangent and be like no why are you thinking about this and then you go further 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 yeah. and yeah you can you can go down a rabbit hole within yourself mm-hmm. and just be like, oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a self destructing nature in ourselves. Yeah. We all have we all have it. Mm-hmm. Dude, man. Yeah, any sort of uh uh, you know, hallucinogens more so, but any mind altering stuff can get you in that phase, man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I I, I do welcome it all. And I don't know if yeah. that's the night that naivety of my experiences with it because um, I tend to be a, you know, a, a happy-go-lucky person. Like, I, you know, I'm always, you know, optimistic in a sense. And and I don't know, like, ah, shit, I lost my point right there. But, hey, it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, one thing I can say for sure is Juan is an optimistic and positive guy. At least so it seems. <laughs> On the <laughs> surface. <laughs> no, I tend to be to to a fault, you know. It's like, hey, let's let's you know, make sure everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure everybody feels included. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I think you can only benefit from that, you know? Like the more people you're able to connect with. Yeah, man. That you're only gonna help yourself. Thing, yeah. Even if even if you do overextend yourself. To At the point. end, it pays off, man, to, yeah. you know, shortchange someone else um, with your energy and availability is doesn't pay back as much as overextending yourself. You yeah. Know? And I mean, there are those moments where you do have to, like, put somebody, you know, in check where it's yeah, like, hey, like, I've, I've done manner. this, yeah. I've done that. But to like, a certain point, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And I, I can imagine, how long were you carrying for your, your gram- grandma? Was it? Yeah. yeah uh or my it, it essentially became my grandma gotcha. you know but like like a godparent or something or? yeah my nino yeah, yeah yeah so my yeah my god 
uh, my godfather, right? So he, yeah, he had a kidney transplant, and uh, it was about five, uh, four months. I uh, had to kind of stick around. That's yeah. a good amount of time, man. That's enough it time is. to just kind of like start reevaluating things. Yeah, and no, it, like, it hey. did. It did make me reevaluate everything. Um, everything, you know, it made me. I had a lot of time to be like, hey, do you want to do this music thing? Are you going to take that risk? Yeah. Um, it's like, hell yeah, man. I hate to think five years down the line and seeing my band or, or you know, four piece playing without me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what if? I would hate hate to see that. That is the greater regret than than the I regret doing falling on this. my face or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's a greater regret in not trying yeah. and not stepping out to do it. Mm-hmm. So like, I applaud people, man, for for doing anything, man. Yeah, to doing same. anything. Fine. Yeah. You woke up today, do I applaud you? You got out yeah. of bed. You brushed your teeth today, like. Hey, little wins, man. It yes, starts sir. small, man. It's life's hard, man. The older I get, it's like, man, we still put up with this shit every now and then. Mm. <laughs> and and how old are you again, man? Uh thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah. Beautiful. How old are you? Um, twenty six, going on twenty seven. Good. Yeah. yeah. That's a good that's a good age. I remember those years. Yeah, Nate Nate uh, would say, Yeah, those are the golden years, brother. I'm like and it's in COVID times. Damn it! Damn it! You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's it's um, it's a good time. I I don't I don't feel like I felt like an adult, like a grown up. It's like I was about twenty nine, right. and that was after I already had kids too. Yeah, I, I I I'm feeling that. I'm like kind of noticing that with a lot of my other friends who are you know above uh, thirty. They're like that's when the adult time starts, like thirty, right? Twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, dude, because I still feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm a pretty yeah. goofy dude. Um, you know, I'm kind of like, I do look at things in a profound way when I need to, but I don't know. I still like just, just you have still fun. have to have fun, man. Yeah. You have to yeah. like they're all fucking. I, I I try to be silly any chance I get, man. Like oh, anything yeah. to anything to like bring a a, a quick laugh. You know, yes. a, a small little gag right, or something. Dude, that's that just makes the day go so much better. Yeah, man. That's why I always mess around with you at work and with all the boys. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, it's a good place. I mean, that's why I fucking worked there for twelve years now, dude. I've been at Guitar Center for twelve years. Yeah, dude. It's the it's, boys make it, man. Yeah. Seriously. No, the people the vibes are on point there. I mean, and people people can go through my fucking catalog, dude. I want to say like seventy percent of my guests have all been ex Guitar Center employees, like coworkers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something to be said about people that work there. But not only that, like just musicians in general. Like, musicians come from all walks of life. Yeah. And yeah. for for you to be able to become, you know, proficient in an instrument, and you know, be in a band and all that, like that takes a good amount of gusto to to make happen. Like. So you're going to get interesting conversations, interesting perspectives, and just interesting people. Like, I, I look back at the, the Tempe store in, like, 2012 to, like, 2014. Like, the that, that was the biggest growth for me in my ideology and how I view the world was from interacting with a lot of the, a lot of the uh, fellow coworkers I had mm-hmm. at that location. It was, it was a weird but super cool group of people that were there and it just taught me so much man yeah so like hats off to, to musicians in general man like it, it 
it it taps into a different musicians are really in a different realm you know because you're being technically proficient with an instrument and learning something but also you're being creative yeah yeah it's an art yeah man and and i think that parallel can be drawn across from all artists right yeah Yeah. all art in general yeah yes anything you're painting you're spray painting woodworking yeah yeah it's very yeah man the you know those guys uh i love that that whole group of art and artists it's just i love it man their personalities are so dynamic it's just so fun it's so emotional though <laughs> yeah man yeah there's some you know it's like an extremity of anything like crazy yeah. or freaking yeah. cool like oh or, yeah dude i say it all the time dude musicians fun. are also the weirdest people it's like hey man how do you think we Especially got good? guitar players yeah how do you think we got good at the instrument we locked ourselves in our room and played for hours on end with nobody else around watch so, a couple meme youtube videos <laughs> and then continue the lesson yeah so it's like of course you're gonna be weird and quirky like you've secluded yourself to learn a craft yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you think we're gonna be normal after four hours in my room alone <laughs> you need to re-up man what are you filling up on oh that black label always speaks to me my man she's smooth and she's friendly she's nice in my opinion <laughs> wow these mics are amazing how much are these for you I mean, right, regular price is 400 bucks, and they're sold out like everywhere, dude, just because everybody, everybody's starting everyone a podcast. Heard. Yeah, everyone's starting a podcast. Yeah, Everyone's got a podcast, yeah. I was, I was a little bit earlier than you, but I'm still unoriginal in that sense. <laughs> or, a little bit earlier than you, not you, you, anybody listening that has the podcast that they yeah. started while they're locked in hey, their no, house. No hate to that, man. No, not at all, <laughs> man. Everybody should do it. It's, it's good because I'm literally using it as a tool to you know test my own ideas learn from people and that's why i wanted to get i wanted to get you on the podcast man because i think dude anybody that comes from another country fucking i just said another country guam is part of the u.s we we do like to consider ourselves our own country really go on go on well well because you guys don't have any voting rights right that's correct it's like yeah that's crazy i know it's crazy i got a u.s passport and everything man yeah pretty funky so i you know it was a a misspoke when i said a different country but like you're clear across the world like the fact that that's part of the united states is also crazy right (laughs) but to get anybody that comes from a separate piece of land and lives in another country again not in that sense right because it's part of the u.s but like that those people are interesting if somebody comes to like i had a i had a customer the other day was apologizing to me about like not understanding he wasn't grasping part of our policy and i understood that like yo you have like a thick accent like i don't get it and he's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i was like dude i was like how long have you been here he's like six months i was like the fact that you've been here for six months and and we've had the conversation we've had to this point where are you from he's all oh brazil i was like i couldn't i don't picture myself being on this level you know that you are i was like so do not apologize to me man yeah like, it's all good we're gonna get through this together but like there's a certain interesting dynamic there that we all could learn from people just moving and traveling which is why 
like for my kids if if they graduate high school who knows <laughs> right no for when they graduate high school hopefully i've set aside good enough money for them to either you know go to college or my preference go travel take two three years off go travel the world learn about the world because that's going to teach you about and that see and what's out there that you, man mm-hmm. and and see how you fare because you are going to grow more than you could ever expect and you're going to learn more about yourself from putting yourself in a situation where you don't know the language you don't know anybody there i mean you're learning how to conduct yourself in another country like you're fucking towing a fine line especially if you're close to like these strict ass countries you know yeah yeah oh man yeah i know man um even just coming over here uh to the mainland in the u.s was like it's like holy smokes you know, being in San Francisco and that uh, Silicon Valley thing, seeing all those big companies out there, the tech companies, and yeah. just seeing how many jobs are out there. It's like, you know, um, to think back in Guam and being a Guam mentality, it's like, we don't have this many jobs. You know, it's like, oh, you want to design shoes for Nike? Cool. <laughs> you need to be over there then. You know, you can't do it on Guam. So there's a lot of things that we can't chase back there on Guam um, that won't have a marginal return. At least so far, like with music, right? What's, um, um, what's like the median income in Guam? Do you happen to know? I have no clue, man. That's a great question, though. I need to have a guy to be able to pull that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I guess. Cause I, I guess like uh, 50. So what's, um, what's the size of Guam? Is it smaller than Puerto Rico? 35 miles long. And 15 miles wide. Oh, yeah. Because I think Puerto Rico is like 50 miles wide. Oh, see? They got us on the width. Oh, uh, it's all about girth, man. That's, that's what <laughs> I hear. It's all about That's uh, <laughs> per se, right? <laughs> the thicker the apple, the sweeter them say. Whoa. Whoa. Damn. Okay. You got lyrics too, huh? Yeah. You got freestyle over here? No, man. <laughs> oh, a little bit of that Johnny Walker. Yeah. I'm going to start spitting bars. Okay. No. <laughs> you see it? No. I wish. Wish you could rap. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you said the same thing about playing guitar. No, dude, my rap is so bad and cringy. It is like, well, so was when you first started off playing guitar. That's all I'm saying is when you first started off, mm. dude. That's what I'm experiencing with golf right now. So I just got into golf. First played in September ever. Yeah, I got mini putting. I've gone to the driving range a couple of times, but um. Yeah, that first I played in a in a in a tournament for fun for a softball fundraiser and fell in love. Cause it's the same thing we talked about in jujitsu. It's literally a game. It's a it's it's a chess move. Yeah. Each time you step up to the ball to hit it, it's a new problem. Which club am I gonna use? Where am I aiming? Where do I have to hit it? what's around it so how much how far do i have to go back oh i have to keep this arm here i have to keep this here i have to follow through i have to link over like it's literally each time you step up to the ball it's a new problem to solve Mm -hmm. that's cool and it's 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 freaking awesome dude like i never thought i would get into it the way i did but i have and the times i do go play golf and once i get home i am so fucking tired man 
I am so tired. <laughs> do you, and it's not on the level of this, but do you know like the average or gr- grandmasters playing chess, a chess tournament, so what, however long that takes, on average can burn anywhere from 5,000 to 6,000 calories Oh yeah, from playing chess. Bro, you're sitting there, but yeah. because your mind yeah, is, is boom, 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 like, uh, like doing, you know, equations and analyzing the board several steps ahead. If I do mm-hmm. this, they're going to do this. If I do that. And that's literally what I feel like I'm doing. If I hit it here, then I'm going to end up here and then I got to do this and then I got to do that. And then, you know, and then what happens is because I'm just starting off is you fuck up all the time. So like everything i i think i will okay i'll do this and then it does not turn out that way and then you're in a worse position right you build that cortisol level up now your heart's all like stressing you know (laughs) yeah but it's fun because it's like i know i know i can get better just like when we when we first started playing instruments yeah i freaking suck and i still suck because i play bass i don't even play guitar dude (laughs) so hey hey, i know you're gonna compliment me but do not all right sir um but thank you um but literally yeah it's like you know we suck starting off it like it feels good to suck it really does because you know the only way from there is up exactly exactly and it's gonna feel so good once you do it like fucking nothing feels good being good right out the gate other than being able to show off for some girl and the next thing you know you go home with a girl okay cool Uh that's it right right that's when you're in real trouble (laughs) yeah exactly right especially if her name is regina i don't know um but it's like playing a video game in god mode right like video game where like you don't dude where there's no consequences like that's fun for like two seconds and then what (laughs) and then what self-improvement going back to self-care we may have perhaps sucked when we first started playing instruments Mm -hmm. and maybe we still suck but guess what it's all about starting yeah starting taking that leap of faith and and which is why i'm gonna start busting out bars i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'll allow i'll start beatboxing (laughs) but it, it really is about starting because we get too wrapped up in not doing it to the fullest extent. Yeah, Cause holding we, back. Because we, what we see on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook is people just being like great at something. But Beastly. you don't see the, the hours that it took to get to that point. Exactly. You only see the fruits of the labor. Exactly. Not when they're so, out there tilling the land. Yeah, you know? yeah, perfectly said. But that's literally it. Like we are too scared to start because... Oh, well, I'm not going to be as good as this person. I'm not going to be able to do this. And I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that if you don't fucking start. So so my whole thing, is, and I hear it with people all the time, at, you know, at, you know, when I'm selling the instruments where they're like, well, I don't know if, you know, I'm not going to play in a band or I'm not going to do this. It's like, you don't have to. People forget, like, not everything has to be for you to become the best or to become famous or to... Yeah you know do anything like that it's literally just for you does it bring you happiness to play a little bit does it bring you happiness to play the same three chords all night play them Mm -hmm. keep it fun don't take it too serious it's all about like you said self-improvement and not getting wrapped up in expectations on what's (sighs) out there yeah wrapped up in the expectations yeah and oh man when they put those youtube tiles 12 year old blah 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 of course (laughs) 
Not only is she half my age, but she's better than me. You know, it's like. Well, she got no real problems, man. <laughs> What's the real problem? Oh, they now use grape jelly instead what? of strawberry jelly <laughs> for the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I guarantee you by the time she's 20, she's going to have a lot of anxiety because she's not up to the expectations that she thought she would have as a marginal return <laughs> uh, there's a risk or not, not even the expectations that she had the expectations their parents had oh dude that's only if they're asian oh no. by the way i can say that because i'm part chinese <laughs> ni hao yay <laughs> yeah no there's something to be said about freaking asian parents man and like you know you better you better bring bring some respect to this name. <laughs> honor this family. Yeah, honor. Yeah, dude. didn't didn't y'all watch Mulan? You know the new one? No, I didn't. Yeah? Just the OG one. The OG OG yeah. one's a great one. Then there was a second one, right? Yeah, there was. I forgot Mulan two, right? Obviously, I think so. Yeah, they didn't do the Lion King Were they one m- and a half. Married, <laughs> right? Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude! He jumped the gun on that one. Yeah, and hey, let me try some of that Jefferson. Yeah, man. Please. Say hello to Uncle Jeffy. Uncle Jeffy. He's not canceled yet. Not yet. We all will be canceled eventually. Oh, I got you, dog. Yeah. Yeah, that cancel culture is crazy, man. I don't even know about that. That's a good thing. It's, um... I just really feel like it's, it's people with no real problems finding problems because life is for the most of us it's it's too easy it's easy it's easy um you know to get food or shelter all that like for the most part yeah for, most for the most yeah. and that's why you see these people getting riled up over i don't know and i, I get where they're coming from it's like being a vegan to me you get you get where they're coming from, yeah. But you have to like think of the the stuff you don't see coming, like, and that that's one thing I brought up with Shane. I think when I was talking to him, oh, dude, these are mushroom things. Yeah, man. Oh, it's dope. Exactly, bro. <laughs> Literally, dude, that's awesome. Um, for yeah, a specific no matter, reason too. Yes. Influence. Yes. I'm making music here. I just look right, left, and like, oh. I got you. Like Mario. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Came from a gardening store. Lowe's, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dude, those are dope. I love them, man. They're terrible for a studio because they're so hard and, you know, sound can bounce off them. Right? Yeah. I actually had my speakers on them. I was like, no, nah, man. This oh, is no, that was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to put this up. Uh, what, what's this rock called? Oh, the Himalayan salt lamps. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. Love them. That's good, man. Yeah, I like the I like the vibe you got going on in here, man. Thanks, man. All about spiny Spinosaurus. Yeah, tell me about Spinosaurus. Dude, Jurassic Park three. Okay, Spinosaurus. So was this an actual dinosaur? Yes, precisely so. Do you know what era, or what's it called? The it's period. Definitely, and um. Not the same as the T-Rex. No. Unfortunately. Wasn't that crazy? Like, Triceratops and T-Rex are always put together, and they were, like, 200 million years apart. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) We're so silly, dude. Oh, man. This thing's awesome. So, Spinosaurus, huh? How tall was he? You know, he stood a whopping 35 feet tall. Damn. Was it just that there was more oxygen 
back in the days? I, I have no... Honestly, everything's speculative from that point, right? I have no clue, man. I'm just wondering. Yeah, right. Just go they, back in time, right? And I get most five dinosaurs, feet taller. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> just get freaking <laughs> jacked. <laughs> uh, is that what you think about, Cam? Yeah, if there's yeah, ever if a time machine, I'm going back to the Triassic era. But you can't. Swole. You can't because time's not linear. You can't. Cue suspenseful music. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. See, time's not linear. So say you go back, just like, oh, I wish I was back in, you know, 1966. The Earth would be in a different position because our galaxy would be in a different position. So how does this... So not only does this need to be a time machine, but also it needs a to be teleport. a time and space machine mm-hmm. because you'd have to like calculate exactly where in the universe it is that you're trying to land, man. <laughs> Dude, you're overcomplicating it, man. I'm just talking regular Rick and Morty style or just Futurama. <laughs> Boom. But of course, that'll never happen. Dude, Futurama is such a sad show. Yeah, it is. It is, man. So yeah. it gets deep. Yeah, it does. It gets deep. F- like, yeah, that time machine show or episode, that one was that was a rough one. The one with the dog? With the dog's waiting for him? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, where Leela's trying to go on a date with Fry or some shit like that. Yeah. It, it, that one's a heavy one. Don't do it. It's like watching the butterfly effect. Ooh. There's that one. There's the... um. The one with the dog. The one with the dog will get anybody, dude, because it's a, it's a fucking dog. Damn the it. Dog Any sad. dog movie is going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that Benji one? Uh, Maybe. I forget. Or it's the dog that always went to the subway station waiting for its owner to return, but he passed mm-hmm. away. No. Yeah, uh, that dude. one. Dude, I, I was watching. I was just like, dude, I just started. It's like the water park. What? Uh, yeah, man. What water park? No, I just started crying. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you went to the water park too? <laughs> <laughs> so you watch a sad movie and then went to the water park. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, um, yeah. I get real sensitive these days, man. It's good. That's a good thing, man. Perspective just opening up and you're able to like put yourself in that uh, mindset and headspace. I think that's pretty cool. You know, it allows you to be flexible to work with different personalities, right? I think if you're a sensitive guy, you're able, you know, you can work with most people and get along with them. Yeah, if you try to be intuitive to, uh, what's the word? Just just being empathetic. Yeah. One thing I'm working on in my relationship is just being able to to understand and, and acknowledge and um, validate validation of a person's feelings Mm -hmm. is the big one because we're so quick to be defensive yeah and to defend our actions and be like well that's not what i meant but you still have to take the moment and be like hey cam yo uh i'm sorry i'm sorry you feel that way i can understand why you would feel that way and i can see and reason why but look at it this way but look at look at what what my goal was you know, in this sense, or mm-hmm. what was the reasoning behind it. instead of like, nah, you're wrong because I was this instead be like, no, man, like what you bring up is, is it's valid points. It is. And I would feel the same way, but check it out from my point of view. 
you know yeah but so so not only are you acknowledging and this is this isn't even my words bro this is my wife right <laughs> so all credit to to my Shout lady out. man uh yeah it's like it's like validating the person's feelings and 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 how it is and then you can kind of come through and be like but it's check this out you know instead of just like going on the defensive and you know defending your 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 motives and your actions yeah yeah or opinions right yeah yeah that's good man yeah dude i tell her man she's she's taught me the most about you know myself in life out of anybody you know, because I, I like I like to sit down and have deeper conversations. You know, like time yeah. travel and <laughs> you know all this other shit. And she's just like, that's not interesting to her, and so it flies over her head. But I'm like, yeah. no, it's stuff like this, like that that you, that that right there. That's like, is gonna make a greater difference at the end of the day in my day to day. Mm-hmm. Because it's 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 real shit. You know, yeah, it's fun to talk about aliens and you know. <laughs> drugs and all that shit but yeah. at the end of the day relationships is really what dictates our day-to-day so yeah man. i've learned a lot from her with everyone you know people you see every day your relationships are with them um greatly affect how your day goes right and the people you associate yourself with so validation man very nice i think i took a quite a few things from you mr juan yeah, that was my whole purpose of wanting to come on your show. <laughs> still, some of your insight on. Hey, uh, that's what I'm doing, man. Not I'm still, mighty. just kidding. You know, like learn, man. Yeah, the learn. Same, the same. Uh, you know, I'm sure everyone's benefited who's come on your show, in a way, be it uh, seeing something in your perspective or just like you opening up a new perspective for them, right? Yeah, and that's that's awesome, man. Well, that's 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 all it is 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 perspectives and and trying to see it from a new angle that you never anticipated or could get which is again you know someone like yourself that comes from you know a small island in the south pacific it's it's you're gonna you're gonna have a different outlook on things than i do on someone that was born and raised in arizona you know Mm -hmm. and vice versa you know (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i was uncultured when i came out here man what do you mean? I like I was like, oh, you mean you can't park on the highway? <laughs> <laughs> so back in Guam, it was can, like whatever, huh? Yeah, no one cared. You know, it's well, like it's island life. Yeah, man, island life is like that. You know, this you can like park on a the curb. You know, like if you have a pickup truck, you can park on it on the side of the road. You can park on the beach. You can like park anywhere. You've never got to pay for parking over there ever. So that's something that was new to me. <laughs> Well, I went to downtown Phoenix or, uh, you know, L.A., Yeah. parked the car, and I walked away from it, came back to a ticket. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I was like, oh, I got to pay. <laughs> and it was like my first tour, right? So yeah, gave it to my band manager at the time. I was like, sorry, buddy. He's like, dude. It's an expense, bro. Yeah. Hey. I was like, hey, man, that's what happens when you let the newbie drive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Where do you guys drive out on the left, on the on the right or the left over there? Is it, is it same? Same, same. same. Yeah, it's same. not like Japan. Oh man, when we went to, uh, when I went to Japan, that was crazy. We're on the, you know, the left lane. <laughs> it's like, what is going were, on? Were you here? driving? No, no. No. Yeah, I would not dare. Forget. How that. long were you in Japan? Just it was like a three, four day banger. We we did like this suit and tie show for the Ooh. people who owned uh, hotels in Guam. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So people like like the Hilton, you know, stuff like that, and yeah. Oh, jeez. It was probably the most prestigious show I've ever played. Everyone there's just suit and tie, straight business talk. We're on and off. Yeah. <laughs> what's um? What's the delicacy in Guam? Oh man, dude, something called red rice. It's uh, we use some. We call it a choti. It's like this red powder, or you know, red thing that comes from like this uh patch. I'm sure you guys use it too. Um, so it's like rice and it turns orange, but we call it red rice. And then barbecue is a big thing over there. Mm. Yeah. We like to marinate with soy sauce and vinegar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh boy, dude. What, yeah. um, what about like any like weird, like food so, or something? So we'll have like, uh, this can be done with beef, shrimp, or chicken where, uh, it is cooked in halfway cooked and then finished off in lemon juice uh-huh. you know like the acids in the lemon will finish the process off and yeah we call it caliguin so it's uh it's very interesting in fact um del the instructor right uh yeah because he, he's from the philippines right yeah, yeah he always begs me because he's been to guam he's like hey bring caliguin next time man Ooh. so i might do that one day for you know everyone wait can you not like get like some good guam cuisine around here i don't think in az i know in cali and san diego there is um yeah there's a half a day food store half a day means hello by the way it's like our greeting yeah so i was gonna ask like what's the native language so so chamaru chamaru so do you speak that as well yeah very partially uh hungen hungen uh yeah we we do borrow some that means yes Hungen means yes. Yeah. So we do borrow words from the uh, like Spanish culture because uh, we were um, colonized colonized by, by the Spanish at a certain point, fifteen. Which is why the Philippines uh, is also like very Spanish too, right? Yeah, correct, correct. Um, fifteen oh eight was when I believe it all happened. Fifteen twelve, excuse me. Ferdinand Magellan. Oh, is that Ferdinand? Yeah, yeah dude. Okay. Yeah, homeboy made it all the way to Guam. Damn. It's like, off a day. No, no, no. yeah apparently it was a i mean i i the last i read i think it was a fairly decent relationship for the most part between the spaniards and you know it was like an exchange in culture Mm -hmm. yeah so it's very fun very fun but yeah tomorrow so i say yeah because like if you ask me bulls balls you ever had bulls balls no no you've had liver Yes. Very similar. Yeah. Um, not as irony in its taste, you know, because liver is very, mm-hmm. filters a lot of blood. Yeah. So very similar similar to that. And then have you ever had menudo? No, what's that? Bro. <laughs> I got to get you on some menudo, man. What's that? It's a, so it's a broth. It's a Mexican broth with like a hominy. It's like the corn. Um, okay. It's like pozole. Have you had pozole? Yeah. So it's like that, right? So it's just the hominy and and tripe. Oh yeah, stomach lining. You you've seen it. Yeah, you've, yeah. You've, you've seen it, right? No, I haven't. It's like the perfect hangover food, dude. Dude, it sounds like it. Yeah, because it's a broth, so it's it's lots of water, which is when you're hungover, yeah. you need and more all water. All those minerals right? in there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the next time 
you know what? I'll have my wife make some like ASAP. And <laughs> you're going to have to have some. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Waters. So wait, can you make that 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 dish? Chum, is it chamuro? Caliguin. Caliguin. Where did I yeah. get chamuro from? That's the the language and ah uh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's what we call ourselves. I think chamuro. No. Chamuro. <laughs> yeah. So caliguin. Yeah, man. I I need to. You know. Do you make it? Can you make it? Yeah, I can. I I just uh, haven't made it in a long time. So I mean, you can find the. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not the ingredients. Ingredients. <laughs> Why was that like just out there? One thing I'll say about Mr. Johnny Walker Black: <laughs> you know, steal the words from your mouth and <laughs> never give it back. No. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. <laughs> so, so you can find the ingredients here, yeah. and you can make it. Yep, yep. Dude, you got to bring some to work. I must. I must. Yeah, I will. It's a little bit of a lengthy process. Um. But it's worth it. I, I bet. Yeah. What about stafau? Have you tried that? No. So it's what like chicken stafau? like cooked in uh, soy sauce and vinegar. Uh-uh. Oh, someone called it adobo in like the oh, Filipino okay. culture. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I'm familiar with adobo. Yeah, yeah. Is that also Spanish? Yeah. Okay. So, so all right. So it's derived from there. Yeah, similar to that. But um, chicken. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. That's, I'm tasking one by you one. with that. Both. Task accepted. <laughs> oh, both. <laughs> both. Bring it by. Bring it by the work. Bring it by work. I'll break my one meal a day for you. <laughs> Bring it by tomorrow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I'll get you some menudo stat, though, because I think the lady's been wanting to make some within, like, the last three weeks. That's no carbs, though, right? Um, Dude, it can be yeah. packed with carbs, and I'd still eat it, even if, just because uh, it came from you. No, it has the hominy. I'm pretty sure the hominy has carbs because it's it's essentially like corn. Yeah, that'll have that'll have it, but it's gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> gluten free, sign me up. Close yeah. enough. Gluten, oh, glucose, <laughs> diced diced onions, cilantro, some chili flakes. Oh wow, <sighs> dude, I could eat that all day every day. Yeah, it's on point, man. Wow, with tripe, you say? I've mm-hmm. never tried that. No. Um, it's the texture is going to be a little bit weird, but I mean, do, do you like eat octopus and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not fucking weirder than that. <laughs> yeah. That's like super rubbery though. The, um, the tripe would be, except it's cooked all night. It's cooked for like, you know, a good six to eight hours. So it, it breaks down real easy. Um, but yeah, people will still get weirded out by the texture of it. I mean, it's stomach lining. <laughs> what did you expect <laughs> yeah but it's good for you yeah it is yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's a reason why like the alpha Even males liver. in a wolf pack yeah, the, yeah. they attack the liver mm-hmm. yeah that's why we gotta that's eat organ meat more often than we do really we really do man even bone broth is good bone broth yeah it's so good yeah well that's the thing it's like i got a rotisserie at home and you know instead of throwing away all those bones what we'll need to do is is you know, let that break down overnight and create our own broth out of that. Yes. There's so much shit we lost, dude, from shit being ready at, you know, Walmart or Safeway or fries on the corner. There's so <laughs> much techniques and shit that we lost. Yeah. Boy, if I'd love to see a buffalo one day, though. Like a bison? Yeah. Yeah. Go up to, like, Montana, Idaho, oh. Wyoming. These things are huge. 
I heard there was hundreds roaming the lands before it was colonized. Well, I think there's a lot more than than there was now, since everything. You know, they made it illegal to hunt and oh, that's be nice. com- commercialized that's cool. and all that. So I think there's more. I, th- I know for sure there's more deer now than there was, which is crazy considering that you know humans occupy occupy a lot more space. Those horny. oh dear (laughs) oh dear (laughs) yeah they'd be fucking (laughs) um damn dude um anything else you want to share from guam or about your music yeah man so i play in a band called four piece band okay four Peace. Yes. So F O R P E A C E. Damn, I just got that right now when you said four piece. Yeah. So it's four of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 connecting dots. Yeah. There you go, man. Yeah. So I got a uh, hired from them. They I'm not the original guitarist. Okay. Yeah. So um, they hired me. But so it's funny. They're they were called four piece, like four pieces. Um, Because they had four piece or, you know, four people. But then they added a fifth member, I heard. Uh And then they're like, hey, we need to improvise. So uh, I believe JC, uh, my keyboardist, is the one who changed the name. I was like, dude, good call. Now there's no limit to the band uh, numbers, you know. Oh, because it was literally four piece. Yeah. But then a fifth member joined, but he's no longer there, right? And Oh, that's great, dude. Yeah. It's like the (laughs) ultimate save. Dude, yeah. you you better pay that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, this man better get a raise. <laughs> Shout that's out so- to Mr. JC. JC. <laughs> yeah, that's genius, man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's dude, he's a really good lyricist, man. He's uh yeah. he, he plays like three keyboards and sings at the same time. What? He's a lead singer. Damn. Yeah. And my drummer's also the lead singer. Yeah. Yeah. So they trade back and forth. But who's who's got the better voice? Dude, it's subjective. Like oh, it's different okay, styles. Okay, okay. You know, like uh my Freddie, my drummer, has like a real R and B style, real soulful, mm-hmm. you know, uh can get down like Anderson Pack with the vocals and Ooh, um, that new album's out. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then my keyboardist is like Bob Marley style, the patois is what they would call it, like a Jamaican slang, you know? Yeah. So there's, uh, and that's really appreciated in reggae, um, especially pronunciation of the words and, you know, so he covers that side of, we call it roots reggae. So Mm -hmm. he covers that side. And then Freddie's like the R&B, let me sing and give you roses and chocolates kind of voice, you know? So it's like a both militant rebellion lovey-dovey militant you know so yeah it's a pretty nice dynamic that's the whole reason why i joined them you know, i'm pretty much primarily a rock guitarist okay you know funk then jazz and reggae would probably be the last you know so but when they called me four piece i was like dude hell no that's like my did you know about i wouldn't them play with they any other you? reggae band yeah i was big fans of them before they called me. Really? I even joked to my old corporate band I was playing. And I was like, hey, dude, wouldn't that be sick if the four-piece was like, hey, Cam, we want you to play guitar for me? No. Six months later, boom. Dang. Hey, Cam, we need you. Uh, dude, you want to play guitar for us on this tour? You threw it into the universe, man. Yeah, bro. Answer. crazy. Why don't we throw something out right now? What do you want to throw This out? one time. 
Yeah. Extreme positivity and growth that reaches all those loving people out there. And plus, a beautiful year developing out from this COVID situation, man. Yeah. Perfectly said, man. Yes. Hell yeah. Let's end it right there, man. Thank you, guys. Once again, this is your boy, Cam. And it was a pleasure this one time. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Cam, thanks again, man. Pleasure uh, is mine. We'll catch you uh, real soon. All right, guys. Uh, Take care. We love you. Adios. Dude, that was awesome. Wow. That's what it's like. (laughs) That is awesome, dude.